This is Pilliter. I'm here with Cartrell Payne. Today is May the 18th, 2022. I'm here with the fabulous Robert Stark. How are you doing, Robert? Hello, hello, Pilliter. Hello, Cartrell. What's up? So, Robert, you have your new book out, Vaporfornia. And uh, how has been the reviews? What, what's been the success like for your brand new book? Uh, yeah, I'd prefer to do that. I can just do like a... I'd like to wait on that one because that's a bigger deal. I'd rather like keep this casual. Okay. Talk okay. about something else. Uh, why is that, is that? That secret? That's like too. That's too. That's too secret. Okay. No, okay. just if I'm gonna promote it, I want to better prepare. Better prepared. Yeah. Okay, well, I wanted to ask, like, you know, you give off a boy to rice or like a feeling to me, like a a pop culture, you know, like right wing type of guy. I don't know, but yeah, Boyd Rice. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, since I'm not, I'm not gonna. Do, I'm not. I don't know if I want to do a show in the book, but did you see the show I did? Like Matt and Matt Pegas and I were talking yeah. about starting a new religion. I was. I was. I listening. saw that, but I haven't like listened to it yet. But right, right. Like- it's very interesting about this new religion. It's very Cali centric and very stark vibes for sure. But has the Matt Pegas principles though i think matt has definitely post starkian influences that we take for granted a lot of the time since it's weird the whole star canon yeah so yeah it kind of started as more like matt matt had this article called like the renaissance of the ritual Mm. yes i was reading with dan baltic too he was in there uh, I don't know. He wasn't on that show, but it was it was a simulcast with his his podcast. Gotcha. Yeah, New Right is really good stuff. I mean, they're they're doing the whole like I wouldn't say it's alt lit, but I would say there is kind of this traditionalist bent. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's traditionalist either. Well, you want to ask you since uh, since you read the book Vaporfornia, what what's your overall take on that? you read it you finished it i, I would I thought, you know it's really i love how it's like kind of like a, a star wars prequel episode where you know if this if this was made in a movie i think vaporfornia should be the first movie even though it's the second book and journey to vapor island would be like a later series in the movie i don't know you kind of want to do audience with that it, I mean, uh i mean today i was like going around the park i was listening to erasure's heavenly action I oh was, yeah let's keep laughing oh remember myself. the scene the scene where he hears that song Yes, I was laughing this. to myself. Yeah, I know. I was laughing to myself all day, being like, well, today, yeah. well, today I watched like Brace Face. Oh, right. I remember that. That's like, yeah, and I thought to school, myself, like Stark Truth. Yeah, and I thought to myself, this is like a less serious version. I mean, when, while I was watching Brace Face, I thought to myself, this is like a less serious version of It's Told by Ginger. Well, actually, I showed Robert Brace Face just by like, sheer one of in 2018 i'm going to show robert brace face just because i thought it was hilarious and it was kind yeah. of i think kind was, of edgy i think he was too old by the time that show came out like he was probably more like ren and stimpy and stuff like that no brace face is edgy because oh uh, yeah i was probably like uh, i never watched it when it came out because i was like i was in my 20 i was probably in my 20s when it came out was brace face like the early 2000s yeah pretty much what do you think about the scene about the the take on AA in the book with Lily, like when? I I like it. It's I like the race play. 
I think it's very subtle. I think it's, it's, it's friendly about it. And it's just kind of just nonchalantly agreeing that the, the future kind of belongs to this Eurasian futurism. But what do you think about the break the breakup scene? And uh, they can't be together. I mean, personally, I mean, you're driving the story here, but it just puts repressed Asian sexual desires within the text. If that's true. I mean, that's my opinion on it. I think most white nationalists will look at it and being like thinking it's like some bullshit, you know, Remember that guy, Ryan Andrews, who wrote for D dare and he wrote an entire thesis about like, Oh, why white male, Asian female shouldn't be together or something like that kind of cringy behavior. And you kind of like, spin oh, yeah. it you kind of spin it on its head and be like, well, that's just a trope. That's just a cliche that like these weird white nat types have about race mixing or something. Yeah. Oh, oh. what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Like, anyway, if you want to know what we've been doing, Robert, like we've been interviewing like random people. Like we interviewed Sal from Electric Frankenstein. We interviewed Mickey Royal, uh, Arthur. He's like a former, he was like a former gangster and pimp. We interviewed Charles A. Coulomb, that weird monarchist guy. Oh, who did you interview, Charles? Yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting person. Robert, do you still use Zoom for your podcasting? You use Zoom now for podcasting? Mostly Skype, but I use Zoom sometimes. It depends on the guest. Yeah, it's like Zoom only gives you like 40 minutes to record and Skype if you have Skype recorder. But I think like people are, it's easier for people to get into Zoom nowadays simply because you just send them the link rather than like an account. Right, you don't have to sign up. It's, yeah, very easy for, it's easier, well, it depends it's more of a hassle to set up, but it's easier for the person being interviewed. Mm-hmm. I noticed like they're skimping on Zoom because they like a, like the free version. They've cut it down to like 45, 40 minutes, uh, 40 minutes now. Yeah, it's obnoxious. So what you're supposed to do is do one take and then say, everybody get back in the room and then do your file cut. That's how you've been able to do it. I mean, I find the Zoom stuff more like I don't know. Zoom's just more compatible than Skype. Skype's always feels like a boomer tech thing. I don't know. But hey, Robert, what, what do you prefer, like Northern California or Southern California? I guess both. Oh, well, I like the North better for some North. reason. I don't know. But you've never went Cartrell. You've never been to California. True. But I've thought about living in either Santa Cruz or maybe Pacifica. I don't know. Yeah, Pacifica. You should you should definitely do Pacifica. Uh, That's near San Francisco. Yeah, it's very very expensive. Remember, for a while you wanted to move to Ferndale. Yeah, that's like Humboldt. Right, and or Vallejo, maybe Vallejo too. I think you mentioned that. Did I? I don't think I mentioned Vallejo. Might have. I don't know. I know E forty is from Vallejo. Uh huh. He's a Bay Area rapper. Oh right. Yeah. And where are you? You're in. Where are you right now? What part of the country are you in right now? Mississippi, but I'm saving. I'm trying to save up money. All right. Yeah, I'm just making music, doing whatever, all that fun stuff. Probably. I'm, get I've also been trying to improve my life. You know, been trying to oh, collab, yeah. collab with different people. Online or in person? Online. Oh yeah. 
So are you a native-born Californian? Like, did you? Yeah, yeah, I actually am. Is that for some reason people think that's rare? It is. Like multiple generations. Wow! So you've been your family's been there since the gold rush. Maybe like that to the the late nineteenth century. Fascinating. That reminds me of a joke in Family Guy, where there's like two miners, and you know, like they discovered gold. And he says we're gonna be. They discover gold in San Francisco. He says we're gonna be rich, and he says rich and gay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if there were even gay miners back in the 1800s. Like, was that a probably? Thing? Yeah, let me Google it. Uh, gold. I'm gonna Google that right now. Gold rush. Gay. I'm gonna see what the comes 49ers. up. Okay, here we go. Oh shit! I oh. Think- Robert, Robert, I just remembered something. Gold Rush, gays, Bay Area reporters. A miner's ball etching by Andre Castain visualizes a man-only dance of the 1849 Gold Rush. So yeah, I guess guess so. The first homosexuals, a group of shirtless Comstock miners in a vintage photo in J.S. Holiday, Rush to Riches, Gold Fever, and the Making of California. I, I just remembered something. I was thinking, so it was yesterday. I was taking a train to Bushwick to Manhattan. And like... I thought you were in Korea. Wait, you were in San Francisco. You were in Korea. Yes, I was in Korea. I was in San Francisco. I just been doing my internship in New York City. So I just, you know go to nyc just do work over there i was on the subway it was going from uh bushwick to manhattan so usually there's like break dancers on the th- that just to come up to money but it was like a gig gay black man like on the subway and he played like this classic like 80s song i don't know what it's called but it's always to hear it and he like was literally pole dancing and like shaking his wiener oh, on the subway on the subway <laughs> i just feel Wait. like if Robert was that, but he liked white, he liked white boys. But he had his his thing out on the subway. He had like a, a bold strap. He was like, oh, okay, he, yeah. He looked like, uh, oh, he looked like. Uh, it's like kind of like how, uh, like these like conservative Twitter accounts always like to post like crazy stuff coming out of like New York or San Francisco on. Oh yeah, New York like, Twitter. New York City's pretty crazy. Yeah, but, is there know, is there like the crime the crime wave all that like is it. Do you, think it's, do you think it's blown out of proportion? Or do you think it's, or do you think it's accurate? I think it is pretty accurate. I think uh, the crime in New York City is crazy, and you see the most bizarre shit happen. But like on that subway, like Robert, I know you never did rode a New York City subway. I just feel like you would have loved it on that spot as like your first impression because it, it was like a gay black man like shaking his wiener in like front of everybody in a big dance in his butt doing a pole dance oh no well, I feel like that would be funny it sounds like the comic book minimum wage and all that yeah but I don't know I just think of Robert like I I gotta show you New York City that's all I'm saying hey Robert what's your favorite who who are your favorite like uh, YouTube reviewers like I like Movie Bob the Rageaholic Kenny Lauderdale Oh, movie reviews. 
Yeah, I don't have like a consistent movie reviews, but if I'm going to wa- like watch a movie or research a movie, I'll I'll look one up. Is that kind of I guess like Jason Jay Dyer? Would you say it is movie movie reviews? Sort of. Yeah. Uh, I like I like I movie, your take on I that. like movie Bob. Like I like how he goes in depth and stuff. Like he did like one episode where he was talking about the history of the Keystone Cops. Oh yeah. Like, like silent film stuff. If you have a funny name, like your last name Stark, like, did you ever watch Game of Thrones or like it? I never really got into it, but I'm I'm aware of it. But yeah, <laughs> I have I get that a, I get that a lot, and uh, like if I Google my name, that that actually comes up. Actually, means good. In some ways, because uh, it buries a lot of like search type stuff that I don't want to have right up right that I don't want to have like shown up right away. But let's see if you Google like Robert Stark, that's yeah. If you Google Robert Stark, the first thing that comes up is Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. I wonder has anybody ever said the joke like "You know nothing, Jon Snow" to you? Uh, I haven't gotten that one. Yeah, because this is, yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah, well, I like the first four seasons of the show. I think they kind of went downhill after that. All right. Just like I didn't like how the, well, I'm not going to say I didn't like how the Sopranos ended. I just wish that, you know, um, he would explain it a little bit more. So what are you watching recently? Ubi. Yeah. Mm, not really much of anything. Just been watching Australian gangster documentaries and I wonder what shows have I got? Oh, yeah. Well, this show I was recently into just had its series finale a couple of days ago, Amphibia, you know, on uh, Disney. I was uh, another show that's almost near its end that I'm watching is um, The Owl House. Like, that's still got a couple of episodes to go, but it's good. I've been watching One Piece, the show that's been on for like a million years and somehow hasn't ended yet. I've been watching Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons, just standard stuff, you know. All right, yeah. But seriously, you should check out like Disney Channel's like new cartoons. They're good, like Amphibia and The Owl House. Yeah, I haven't really kept track of the Disney Channel in like over a de- like 15 years. <laughs> Yeah, you probably remember like Lizzie McGuire and That's So Raven and stuff like that. Yeah, even that was before my generation, but like, yeah. Like Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven, like that was, that was maybe popular, let's see, when I was in like my early, early 20s. But yeah. actually, it was interesting because they filmed, they filmed that show, Lizzie McGuire, like in this, in the neighborhood I, where I used to live in LA. Um, yeah. And I think even Stevens was supposed to take place in Sacramento. Or something, a movie like A Girl of the 21st Century. Like, that was... Yeah, Xenon. Yeah, yeah Xenon. Like, I, remember, I remember that. That must have been, like, 2003, maybe? Yeah, Disney Channel has been making original movies, like... 1999, yeah. Well, oh, that's even, a really long... That, that's a really even more long than that, ago. like, they've been making them since the 80s, like... You know, Halloween Town came out in 94, 95, I think. Did you watch, like, 90s Nickelodeon? 
Of course. Like, are you afraid of the dark and oh yeah, stuff like that? When it, oh. you remember it from when you wait, I, f- I forget how old you are, but you remember it from when it was on, or you watched it later? Later, I was born in 1995. Oh right, so yeah, like I watched, I watched that show like it was uh, like Doug and uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I watched them when they aired, like in the er- in the mid 90s. Did you remember in a certain episode, like a childhood show you saw, which would you felt was like very traumatic and weird? Of which show? Like you were just watching this one cartoon or like kids show and you saw like a traumatic episode that like scarred you. You can't stop thinking about it. I, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe. Well, some actually some of them. Are you afraid of the dark? So I remember the one, the one of the, there's like an evil clown, clown doll. Okay. And then I remember one where there was a boy who had like a, like a this like a monster in his basement that wanted where he fed. He, he like fed bullies to the monster in his basement. Remember that? It was like scary. And then like at night you saw like shadow people in your room and you can't go to sleep. Was there like an episode where you're like 14 and 15 and was like really erotic? And you are you afraid of the dark? No, like anything. Not just are you afraid of dark. Like a, like a, like a kid show or something. Hey, never mind. I don't know. There's like a there, there's been a joke going. Remember on was it? Was there, was there a show on Nickelodeon? Clarissa, Clarissa explains it all. I think that was. I remember. I remember Cla- yeah, I love Clarissa explains it all. Remember you well, wrote you put you were like helping me with my first book and you put that in as a reference. Yes. To describe the room towards the end, like the final scene, which. Yeah. We all know what happens. Yeah, we all know what happens. Clarissa explains. I used to before my mom would like. Like what? This was back in the '90s, like '98. I, my mom would wake us up at like five in the morning, and we'd be watching Calissa explains it all with like a dredging theme song. And I'm like, I just want to watch cartoons. I don't want like people dancing in it. No, it's funny you mentioned that because about uh, girls and stuff on TV shows. I had a crush on like the Asian chick from Lizzie McGuire. Was she Filipino? Yes, Lalaine. I see. Yeah, like I'm the, trying to think of boner tunes, but it's really hard to think of any boner. Like we had. Totally, what about Totally Spies? I wasn't grow up like Robert. Like we recorded a podcast in 2017 about boner movies, and your boner film film was like The Babysitter with Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, I this with her. That must have been like 2017. Yeah, and it's still on your website. We did like a boner film like episode where he talked about my boner film was like The Great Escape with the Panda. <laughs> oh, the greatest! I remember that. The great- yeah, we literally did a podcast in 2017 about boner movies, and you talked about like. Wait, the greatest scrape is uh. Wait, what? It's like the guy in the panda on the front cover, and he's like a white boy. He goes to China, and there's a. Scene I remember that. Was that like, 90s? Yeah, and she like gets out of the pool like naked, like and just shows. It's like literally something like you wrote, and then you talked about like. Alicia I think I saw Gold. that. I I saw that when I was a kid. It must have. I haven't seen that since I was like a kid in the 90s. Or it's like the Emerald Forest. That's like a classic boner. Wait, Emerald. What is the name? Panda movie, China. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not the amazing. No, like what is it? Oh, is it the Amazing Panda Adventure? Yes, the Amazing Panda Adventure is a classic boner film. There's literally a part where the girl is just naked in the lake and the white kid gets a boner. 